This last Sunday at the church that I pastor, I was preaching through the text in Deuteronomy chapters 7 and 8. In that passage, Moses warns the people of Israel against forgetfulness and against turning away from God. And Moses says that if the children of Israel were to forget and to turn away from following God and his statutes and his judgments, then the anger of the Lord would be aroused against them and destroy them suddenly. Those are sobering words, frightening words. In my message on this passage, I said that this is a sobering and frightening image of God, and that I thought it was worthy of noting that this is what it looks like to live before a perfectly holy and righteous God without mercy. But thankfully, that isn't the experience for the Christian. We are blessed to be found in Christ, and in him we have received grace upon grace and mercy and abundance. But the Old Testament does picture life before a perfectly holy God, apart from the grace and mercy that is found in Christ. Now, in response to my message, one of my friends sent me an email Monday morning asking about my thoughts on mercy and on God in the Old Testament versus God in the New Testament. And my friend asked this, if I heard it right, you were teaching that the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament is that in the Old Testament, God did not show mercy, whereas in the New Testament, we receive mercy. I can see how that question could arise from what I said in my message, but that isn't really what I was teaching. But my friend's question did cause me to think quite a bit more about the topic of mercy, which has actually been an ongoing meditation in my life for a very long time. Mercy is essentially important. I'm convinced that if you were to rank order God's attributes, mercy would be near the top of the list. In fact, I believe that God actually lists mercy near the top of the list, if not at the very top of the list of his attributes. And we should be very glad that he does. Over the years, I've asked a lot of people the question, especially in classes that I've taught at a local Bible college, if God were to order his innumerable attributes, which do you think would come first? And people answer this question in a number of ways, but the answer that I've received most often is that God's holiness would be at the top of the list. Now, I think that it is true that God's holiness is important. The scriptures reveal that God is holy, holy, holy. But I want to suggest to you that if, if God led with his holiness, that we would all be in a very bad place. And it is because of this that I'm convinced that God leads with his mercy. And I actually think that you can show that from the scriptures. Moses, the, the same one that preached those sobering words of God's holy and righteous response to unrighteousness in Deuteronomy chapters 7 and 8, had a remarkable experience with God in Exodus chapter 34. In that passage, Moses was 
in such awe of God that he prayed, God, show me your glory. And God, in response to Moses's request, he told Moses, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. But then God said, I will allow my glory to pass by you and you'll have an opportunity to come in contact with my glory. And as God did this in Exodus 34, it wasn't just what Moses saw that was amazing, but actually what he heard. As God revealed something of his glory to Moses, the Lord God spoke saying, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious and long-suffering. But notice that God said, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful. What does the Lord God of the Bible lead with when he introduces himself? The Lord, the Lord God, merciful. Now, this doesn't diminish that God is holy, but if God led with his holiness over his mercy, we would all be consumed. God's mercy is essential, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and that mercy is most fully revealed in and through Jesus Christ, which is what we have in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. Jesus is the incarnation or the personification of the mercy of God. And through Jesus, we receive grace upon grace and mercy in abundance. In the cultural moment in which we live, there seems to be a constant appeal to justice. People want equity and fairness and justice. Those are the, the mantras of our time. But I'm convinced that what we need much more than these things is mercy. When I was a child, I had a hard time with my name. Miles is an uncommon name. I mean, it's not an uncommon word. The word Miles is actually quite common on, on road signs. But it's not very common as a name. In fact, I didn't know another person named Miles until I was in high school. And I can remember having wanted when I was a child a more common name, especially when I was in the third grade and we moved to England and my friends in England jokingly called me kilometers. But when I was in high school, not only did I meet another person named Miles, but I also learned what my name meant. And learning the meaning of my name changed the way that I felt about it. Miles is a name that comes from the Latin meaning soldier of mercy. That knowledge, along with a movie that I saw when I was in ninth grade called Schindler's List, changed my mindset in a huge way. In the movie Schindler's List, Oscar Schindler has a conversation with a friend of his who is a Nazi commandant over a concentration camp named Amon Goth. And their conversation is about power. Amon, in kind of like a drunken stupor, he says to Schindler, control is power, to which Schindler responds with a story in which an emperor shows mercy to an individual that deserves justice. And Schindler says to Goth, power is when we have every justification to kill and we don't. True power is mercy. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So 
Go and be powerful. Something to think about. See you next time. Power is when we have every justification to kill. And we don't. You think that's power? That's what the Emperor said. A man stole something, he's brought in before the Emperor, he throws himself down on the ground, he begs for mercy. He knows he's going to die. And the Emperor pardons him. This worthless man, he lets him go. I think you are drunk. That's power.